Hey, I'm Jared. And I'm Sam. And this is Culture Catch-Up, your favorite pop culture podcast where we rewatch childhood favorites, movies we missed, and everything in between. Don't forget to subscribe to Culture Catch-Up wherever podcasts are available. And follow us on Instagram at Catch-Up Culture. What's up, everybody? Hey! Welcome to another week of Culture Catch-Up! Another week, another episode. Your favorite podcast of all time (laughs) (laughs) it's true (laughs) we're really excited this week well i'm really excited this week because we watched uh one of my favorite movies uh something that jared has seen once long long ago and didn't remember apparently anything about i didn't i i thought i knew things about it but i guess i really only remembered one of the early scenes where they're all driving around in the car together and that's about all i saw not much not much really none of the basically a brand new viewing you could say of clueless that's right i didn't have a clue about what was clueless clueless about clueless (laughs) but we'll get to that in a minute first let's talk about what we've been watching chair what have you been watching I actually saw a new movie. Oh my god! I know, a right? Movie. For a movie podcast, it's crazy. But I just got back earlier. Not one today. we'll talk about because of spoilers. Exactly. But I just got back earlier today from seeing Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. It was very good. Recommend. It was definitely one of the better entries in the latest string of Marvel movies. Well, so. that's coming from somebody who doesn't, who's not like obsessive about Marvel. Yeah, that's true. But uh, it's still just even even that being the case. It's just, it was just way better made, way better, like, attention to detail and things and, like, the production of it and stuff like that. The Ryan Coogler of the, it all, probably. Yeah, the, the writing of it was better. Characters were better. It was just better. Have so. you seen all the Marvel movies? I have, I think the only ones I've missed are the second Thor. Uh, Birdie's here. Thor in the Dark World. I haven't seen that. And I didn't see Eternals and I haven't seen Shang-Chi. I think those are the only ones I haven't seen. What's Eternals? The Eternals was the one that had like everybody in it. Kumail was in it. Uh, uh, have you seen Kumail's? No, I haven't seen it. That's what I just said. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, he that's the one he's yeah, in. Yeah, that's the one he's oh, in. Is in I the was Eternals. thinking his character had like his own. Oh, no, 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 no. He doesn't have his own movie yet. He might. Oh, will he? He, oh. he, he may be. Who knows? Listen, but no, that's, I don't understand that, Marvel. <laughs> I think that's like the only three I haven't seen. Um, do you have any intention of watching those? I've heard Eternals. I, not Shang-Chi I do want to see because I do really like Simu Liu. And um, then the Eternals, though, I've just kind of heard it's not really a big, it's not that great. So I don't so know don't, if I'll necessarily jump to that one at this point. You don't feel point. the need to be a completionist with Marvel? No, I know like the post credit scenes there and all that stuff. So, you know, I'm caught up to date. But uh, but yeah, I, w- I will say that I think um, Black Panther Wakanda Forever was like a really good one in the recent list of good. stuff. So it was good. Go see it. Well, and this isn't going to surprise anyone, but I wasn't about to sit in a movie theater for three hours. So <laughs> it was longer than I anticipated. I just it was the, two hours and 40 minutes. So, I yeah. just read the spoilies instead. And I cannot believe that the new Panther is beep. Just kidding. I would never spoil that. <laughs> Had me going there in the first half. Not going to lie. Just kidding. I knew you uh, he just would have cut it out if I said it anyway. As if. <laughs> hey, look at you picking <laughs> up the clueless of it all. Uh, what else? Uh, let's see. We also, you and I did finish up the first season of a show on Hulu Reboot. Yes, yes uh, Which did. is from the creator of Modern Family, Steve Levitan. And it was a lot better than I was expecting. Yeah, it, it was pretty fun. Uh, it's basically. Didn't love the ending, not going to lie. The ending was kind of weird. It didn't feel like an ending. Yeah, it was kind of. 
And I don't know if it's gotten picked up. I or feel not. like it's one that they were like, this is safe enough that if it doesn't get picked up, it's a good, it's, fine. it's a fine ending. I if guess. it does, it presents a little bit of mystery. But overall, though, the main theme of the show, like tone of it, the comedy of it, very yeah. good. Great cast. Uh, they, with, uh, it's about a team who reboots a 90s sitcom and right. brings it back. Um, but it's got. Uh, there's there's kind of a spoiler in the first episode about who it is that's putting, you know, bringing it back to life. And right. It's got some fun cast in it. Judy Greer, who we love. Keegan Michael Key. Keegan Michael Johnny Key. Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, which was uh, so random. Paul Reiser. Yeah. So it's funny it's pretty good. that they cast Johnny Knoxville. Although, I mean, he was great in that role, but. Yeah. It's it's kind random. of fun seeing him not doing jackass. Yeah. You know, and he I looks mean, good as a gray headed old man. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing good for himself. So, and they so, do make know. him do a couple dumb stunts where he gets injured on purpose. Right. It's like, okay. Just got to keep it, here, keep it right. in his blood. You know what I mean? But it was fun. I would recommend it. Oh, yeah, for you? sure. Yeah, it was very funny. So what have you been watching? Well, while you were gone watching Black Panther, I watched the new Lindsay Lohan Christmas movie, <laughs> Falling for Christmas. It's on Netflix. How was um, that? I mean, your girl's back. Is she? You know, she's she's like having a resurgence now. You know, what about her twin do, sister? We keep doing this with people. What happened to her career? She doesn't exist. Just kind of fell off. Parent Trap was after Parent Trap. A trick of the mind. What? There was only one girl. What? I'm sorry to say. Oh my god, childhood ruined. I don't know why it surprises me, but it doesn't really surprise me. But it is funny to me that the Parent Trap was a Wilson family favorite. Yeah, big time. I mean, also one of my favorites. Anyway, we're not here to talk about the parent trap. We should maybe one day. We're not catching up on the parent trap. No. I don't think we need to catch up on that. I think that's we true. Both know it super well. That's true. Um, but no, Lindsay Lohan Christmas. Uh, you know, she did the rounds last week when the movie came out of all the late night shows, and she released a song from it. Of course, Jingle Bell Rock, which she sings in Mean Girls. Oh yeah. Which you know we've all just. We, not something we knew we needed, but of course we needed it. And now that it's here, it's very fun. <laughs> um, and a boy from Glee is in it. So of course I wanted to watch it. And the little girl from in the Heights was in it. The, um, the girl who plays Usnavi's daughter. He's so right. cute. It was fun. I mean, I would say it was better than any of the short clips of Hallmark Christmas movies I've seen. Well, I've never good. seen any of those in their entirety. I liked it. it. I It was a great way to start the Christmas season for me. Sure. That's good. That's fun. I mean, I don't know that anyone needs to like hurry and watch it a whole bunch of times. I caught like the last 30 minutes and I was like, I understand what this movie's about. Oh, you would have understand it in the first three and a half minutes yeah. probably. Yeah. 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 But I mean, who cares? Yeah. It's very fun. It's very fun. Very Christmas lighthearted. Movie. She's back. Uh, well, I, but I think that's it. We haven't really been now that we're yeah. actually consistently recording each week. There's not really a lot to talk about that we've been watching because it's, it's not, not like we're changing. notching out. We're knocking out full seasons of shows. I'm and still yeah, watching Blossom. Like, yeah, uh, I'm still <laughs> what we do in the shadows. And hey. I'm still watching The Vow. <laughs> Although, I have I talked about The Vow? You brought it up a couple episodes ago that you at okay. least were starting the second yeah, season. I'm watching like. it each week, but it doesn't matter. Let's talk about Clueless. Let's do it. Nobody wants to talk about the vow here. It's Can we keep a running tally of depressing. how many times we say the name or the word clueless, clueless in the episode? Like, because they said it at least five, six times in the movie, which I thought was very funny. It was it seemed funny. Very direct that they're saying it. And of course, every time Jared would say, they said the name of the movie. <laughs> I did that. Like, they did twice. it. They said it. They said it. Um, uh, so what did you, as I said earlier at the top of the show, he, we did watch it years ago, but he apparently didn't remember shit about it. Um, or maybe it was like a TBS viewing. Did day. We you only have, caught like 30 minutes of it maybe. one day. You know? Did you have any expectations or anything? Uh, no, not really. And I think as we talk about it later, I feel like it actually was different than 
what I thought it was going to be. Okay, so, so you did have a, expectations. I, I did. I did have expectations in that I assumed it was going to be more of a... You likened it to Mean Girls at one yeah, point. Yeah, but that's but not what that's not more what I meant. But it's because it's like. Also, you're having a hard time putting it into words. I was, which I understand because, because it's such think, a masterpiece. <laughs> I think I was anticipating it being along the lines more of yes, I knew it was a comedy, but I think I was feeling it was going to be more along the lines of like a a she's all that or where it's like it's just kind of like a fun teen movie that has funny lines and stuff like that in it, not necessarily like a you know. Lots of like quick, you know, funny lines, funny moments, you know, uh, people be like, I don't know. Am I making any sense at all? Because is she's all that not even like comparable? It, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's they're just, all like, like 90s, early 2000s movies with fe- lead female characters that are like silly, you know, like quasi teen But I didn't, I didn't feel like she's all that was silly. I felt like this movie was silly. No, you're right. You're in like a right. goofy it's way and goofy, not in like yeah. a bad way. In a very good way. Like, right. I enjoyed it a lot more because of that. But I feel like it but again, lines up more. Like, Mean Girls, She's All That has a lesson. Exactly. Clueless doesn't have. I mean, yes, you could say there are like a few lessons woven in, but sure. it doesn't have one big overarching lesson. It's no. just here. It knows what it is. It's making fun of itself. Right. It does it very well and it comes out really goofy. I kind of likened it more after because, yeah, even while we were watching the movie, I'm like, I can't put my <laughs> finger on what I'm trying to say, but like th- that I think it came out more being like a book smart movie, uh, something like that. That again, book smart is just like it's a goofy, fun comedy movie. Right. Like, it doesn't have an overarching message, really. Sure, it does. It did? I think so. That it's okay to cut loose and be fun? Sure. But like, that, well, no, because that movie was like about their friendship. That yeah. was the point of that movie. But I feel like that's what Clueless is. It's the point of the, her friendship with all. I the, don't know that Clueless has a point. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't. Then I don't know. I'm clueless <laughs> as to what point I'm trying to make. Other than the fact it was goofier than I thought it was going to be, and I really liked it for that. Okay. And so you. So you did enjoy it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah oh, yeah, and yeah. I of course still loved yeah, it. I were, mean, you were busting the gut, quoting right along, oh, yeah. still giggling. I oh, I yeah. remember. I know this movie very very well. It's your Princess Bride. I would say it's more important to I me know. than Princess Bride is to you. <laughs> Although maybe not because we haven't watched either of them much over the last ten years. It was clear to me that you didn't remember it because you didn't remember how it was going to end at all. But then just like some other movie we watched, I immediately, uh, oh, League of Their Own. And I was oh, like, yeah, really she's going to have a problem with her sister. Yeah. <laughs> I just said, wait, don't tell me this is how it ends. And then sure enough, that's, you, and you looked at me like, how'd you guess? But you said it as a, <laughs> but you didn't really think that's what it was going to no, be. You said it as a, a joke. Yeah. Anyway, what we're talking about is the fact that she ends up with her stepbrother at the end, her ex stepbrother. Yeah. Um, Cause you all know that's the ending. Um, he like me. Yeah, buckle <laughs> he up. That's was the ending. Really surprised. <laughs> okay, so we 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 get it. We get your picture yeah, of yeah, what yeah. you didn't know about it. Um, let me give you some little facts about it. It came out in '95, almost 30 years old. Wow, which blows my mind. Wow, wow. Written and directed by Amy Heckerling, um, who you know because she's written and directed tons of other things. Do you know Amy Heckerling? Does the name the name sounds familiar, but I can't place her with any other. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh. Look Who's Talking. Oh. Um, now she makes TV quite a bit. She made Suburgatory, which we've never watched. Fun. But now we kind of want to because we like, what's her name from that one thing? Jane Levy. <laughs> yes, from, what's it called? 
uh, Zoe's Extraordinary yeah, Playlist. Thank you. We love that show that we can't think the name she of. She also made Carrie Diaries. Oh, okay. So uh, a lot of I stuff loved. then. Yeah. yeah. She made Gossip Girl, which we don't care about, but um, she directed some episodes of The Office. She made... I- anyway, her, her list is pretty big. Well, then that's a fun... I know we'll get to it in the in the cast, but then that's kind of fun that she did Suburgatory because Jeremy Sisto is ah, the dad that's in right. Suburgatory. And he's a, a classmate, right. Elton, in this movie. Um, let me give you the quick little plot, which for some reason IMDb has decided to really go into. They have many <laughs> user many submitted descriptions. Shallow, rich, and socially successful shares at the top of her Beverly Hills high schools. High schools? Did I say that right? Shallow, so. rich, and socially successful share is at the top of her Beverly Hills High School's pecking scale. Seeing herself as a matchmaker, Cher first coaxes two teachers into dating each other. That's not a solid description. What the movie's really about <laughs> is that Cher's dad is a lawyer and she argues her way into anything she wants, which includes, yes, hooking up a couple teachers who, of course, fall in love and get married by the end. And um, she finds a new friend who she makes over who becomes a popular girl. And by the end, she falls in love with her ex-stepbrother, Paul Rudd. Speaking of Paul Rudd. Let's talk about him. Let's break down this cast. This very fun cast. Mm -hmm. Um, Alicia Silverstone. She was super young in this. Super green. Hot off of being in an Aerosmith music video. Did you know that? Fun. That's what she was known for. I think crying. Mm. She's like 16 in it. Which feels weird i don't like that <laughs> yeah i know um that was the, knowing the, steven Ty- more steven tyler now. <laughs> that was what she had done before she was in this um stacy dash is her best friend dion uh Brittany murphy is the girl she kind of like transforms uh yeah i was gonna say adopts but um yeah transforms throughout the movie uh paul rudd is the stepbrother she falls in love with <laughs> can't get over that what's funny is as this is going to be all over the place because I can't keep my thoughts straight. But as a kid, I was like, oh, my God, it's so sweet. They're in love. I want to be in love. And now as a grown up, obviously, it's just really, really weird. Yeah. And unacceptable, unacceptable. honestly. Um, Donald Faison as Dion's boyfriend, Murray. Brecken Meyer is in it. Jeremy Sisto, as you said, is in it. Wallace Shawn. Hey, throwback to last week's episode. Um, which I guess is honestly how we got here. Um, lots of other little random, I, hey, I know that guy from somewhere type of people. Um, do you know anything about Alicia Silverstone? Have you seen her in much? Uh, no, I'm now the majority that Blast I know. Did from the past? Her and Brendan Fraser? That's the one where he's in the time capsule, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we did. Oh, I see. I forgot that he, she was I in that. that That's a good, so that was much. a good one too. Um, no, I don't think, I think probably that Blast from the Past and this is probably the majority of what I've seen her in and I don't know much about her other than just like I know she's got some like I don't know somewhat different views on things I don't know I was going to tell you the funny thing about how she fed her kid when he was a baby is that what you're talking about she birds it right yeah yeah I think that's what I that's what I (laughs) knew about I've probably told you that before and just been like that's weird well she's well known as a very intense (laughs) vegan and has been for a long time and now I think she even has like made it part of her brand she Mm. maybe has cookbooks or something okay um she's a huge animal rights person um but yeah she had a baby named him bear and then fed him like a bird I remember that being in the press isn't there a video Ew, I, I feel know. like there's a video see. of her doing it. And if you aren't uh, fully aware of what I'm talking about, it's exactly what it sounds like. She would chew up food and spit it into her baby's mouth. Isn't mm. that 
funny. That's funny. But I mean, weird. I'm not here to judge anyone's parenting, but that's funny. That's <laughs> Okay, okay. if are, that's, that's the funny. extent then of what of what I thought I had heard about was was yeah, weird what were about. You thinking of, I think I, I thought it was maybe I'm thinking of I don't know. I thought it was more like political things too. But okay, I think you're mixing it up with Stacy Dash. Okay, I think so then. Who, uh, you know, was a big star because of this movie. I, honestly, I don't know that she did much after this, but I'm sure she did, and I'm just unaware of it. But um, then all of a sudden she became like a huge political pundit. So she thought she's a Trumper. She ran for Congress at one point and quickly dropped out. And the basis she was running on was something about like freeing people of their plantation mindsets. She said some very anti-black shit. Mm. Um, She's just like a little cuckoo. And it all just seems kind of like she's doing it for show. Yeah. Uh, She said some anti-trans shit too at some point. Mm -mm. Um, And I even saw on Instagram just last week before we even decided to watch this that I think Alicia Silverstone posted a picture, like a recent picture with her, and people were like, really, Alicia, is this what you want to be doing? Is Stacey Dash who you want to be hanging out with now? Yeah. Anyway, enough of that. Um, Brittany Murphy? Yeah. R.I.P.? R.I.P. I've consumed a lot of Brittany Murphy content throughout my life. Yeah. Um, It's still hard to believe that she's one who passed so young. Yeah, I know it. She was a child actor on... um, Oh no! Some show I'm Isn't blanking on the name. Is she the voice the of the daughter on King of the Hill? Is she? Or am I thinking of somebody else? No, that kind of sounds familiar. She might be a voice actor. Lou Ann, the mom. No, Lou Ann's the daughter. Yeah, so yes. she's the daughter on King of the Hill. Yes, she is indeed the daughter of, in King of the Hill. You're correct. Nice. Um, man, I had not put that together really. Um, Paul Rudd. Do you know who Paul Rudd is? Do you know anything I've about? I've heard him? a few things about him. In fact, I feel like I, I feel like his name popped up in a trailer during Wakanda Forever. Something about Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, something like that. There's another but, one. Yeah, but yeah, I forget that I've he's heard, in Marvel. Yeah, it's kind of weird, not right? Seem fitting. It's it, like he's great as the character, but it is uh, every time I see him, I'm like, oh yeah, Paul Rudd's in these. <laughs> so weird. Also, is he like 85 now? No, still just like mid-50s and thriving, you know what I'm saying? Well, we don't have to talk about him too much now. He's going to come up at the end of the show, of course, when we do Who's Hotter. Um, what about Donald Faison? Did you uh, love seeing Donald Faison always in Always love seeing Donald Faison He's in He's so this. funny in this. So good. Jared is a big Scrubs person. Yes. So, um, Scrubs and Remember the Titans. I forget. He's in Remember the Titans. Yeah. Oh, boy. We're going to have to do Remember the Titans <laughs> at some point. <laughs> we actually tried to watch it not too long ago. Um Maybe we shouldn't get into that discussion. Not yet. It could be a whole episode about. <laughs> it probably should be honestly. It's one that on it's it. one that like obviously we're very familiar with, but I feel like we have different takes takes on it. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. Your take is that you love it, and my take is that I can't stand it and don't ever want to see it again. <laughs> yeah. Just seen it too many times. Well, I understand that if it was like the put on in school movie, like you said, it was like you watched it so many times there and stuff like that. It's I like the only DVD like, my school had. So yeah. when you had a so I understand sub, if you get burned out on what it. you watched. Um, do you, what do you know Jeremy Sisto from? Uh, Jeremy Sisto, uh, just from Suburgatory, he was also on Law and Order for a really long time, and but then he's the brother in Six Feet Under. Oh my God, that's right. Brother of the love interest. In yeah, Six Feet Under. not of the main family. Yeah. Um, you know, I always mix him up with that other guy who 
got caught making out with God, I'm terrible at this. I blank on these people's names. <laughs> That's why I'm here. I he got caught making out with the girl who played Pam Anderson or either earlier this year or last year. You, I know you know him because we've talked about him. Um, oh, Dominic West. Yes, I yes. mix Jeremy Sisto up with Dominic they do look, West. They do look familiar. Yeah, I think that for some reason they're really similar in my brain. I don't know why. Um, Tall, dark, and handsome. I guess. <laughs> Actually, Jeremy Sisto's kind of playing. I don't think he's <laughs> aging super well. Yeah. Um, also, I always had a huge soft spot for Breckenmeyer in this movie. I think it gave me a crush on Breckenmeyer as a kid. He was the such kid, a nice guy. He's in like this. the stoner skateboard kid and. He's just so sweet. Oh, yeah, you're a skateboarder? <laughs> I love him so much. He becomes the... Were you surprised that he and Ty actually do end up together at the end? Yeah. I, I mean, it kind of seemed like that's where it was going to go. So I wasn't like overly like, oh, like, oh, wow, I didn't see that coming. Like, I, it made sense that she was going to like like him or seem like she, she was into him, become popular yeah. distance herself but then ultimately come back to him because, well you yeah. can tell at the beginning when they meet that he's like the natural fit for her right. and then the popular girls convince her that he's not good enough exactly and of course by the end Cher has come around and is le- slightly less shallow than she is at the beginning and mm-hmm. realizes that Travis is okay and blah 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 you all know the story see that's the lesson of Clueless is be less shallow and materialistic I mean, and more in tune into the people around you yes you could absolutely say that that is one of the lessons also the biggest takeaway from Clueless is don't sleep with your ex stepbrother. Yes. Because that's weird. That is really weird. <laughs> like, there's so many other ways they could have introduced his character other than our parents used to be married and now you just hang around in my dad's law office because you're going into law. He could have just been an intern at well, his dad's law office. What makes it weirder is that he talks about how much he hates his current stepdad. Yeah. So Mel, Cher's dad, is he still views him as his stepdad. He calls him dad at the beginning. Oh, see, that's where I missed that. Yeah, I know. Okay. See, yeah, it's, they're mm. not really ex step siblings. They still very much are siblings. Their lives are too intertwined. Yeah. It's weird to bone. It's weird. <laughs> um, somebody we haven't talked about is Christian played by Justin Walker, who I looked at his IMDb last night after we watched it. And actually was in a film last year, but it must be like a low budget uh, indie type of thing. But other than he hasn't done anything see else. The success of Paul Rudd. Isn't that so weird? That is. He's like the babe in this. Yeah. He's got a, a very big part. Well, yeah. Um, also as a kid, he was one that I was like, Oh wow. He's, he's so mature. <laughs> he's so mature. I want a boy like that. And now as a grown up, it's just weird that, He's supposed to be like 17 in the movie and he's dressing like he's a member of the Rat Pack. Which, and like, that's what I was going to say. I love it. While he walks along and he's like obsessed with Billy Holiday. Is that how you scat? And, yeah, that was me trying to scat off the cuff. I wasn't good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Were you surprised he is gay or did I you know that was coming? I kind of felt like that's where that was going. Yeah. Um, especially like, yeah, it just didn't feel like that. That was going to be because. Well, also too, I knew at that point. By that point, it was she and Paul Rudd were going to be getting together. So I was like, okay, oh, this is just right. distraction. Oh man, I spoiled it for you. Well, not really, because I was like, I, it was still pretty easy to tell. I was just like, this. He's going to be the distraction, but not going to be like the main thing. Yeah, and there's a reason for that, and I assumed that was what it was. I love that storyline, though. It's so funny to me that they throw that in for some reason. Especially, he doesn't even show up until like halfway through the movie. Yeah, we were get, watching the movie, and you're like, "Oh, you haven't even met this other character yet." Yeah, and I was like, "Who are they going to introduce now?" Um, and of course, I 
we have to talk about it was in your notes you wanted to talk about the freeway scene where yep. Dion is driving and um her boyfriend Murray Donald Faison is in the front seat and Cher is in the back seat and it's apparently a driving lesson which seems like a terrible idea to just let 16 year olds loose on a the streets of LA right? in a little I don't know jalopy <laughs> fast sports car <laughs> And Dion accidentally gets on the freeway and like loses her mind. And... Oh, it's just so funny because like they acted like it was. I mean, I sure getting on the freeway for the first time is scary, but I just like how they're all just screaming. Like <laughs> I feel like they barely get into the entry, the the on ramp for it, and they realize it, and Cher just immediately starts screaming in the back. And also, then, how do you accidentally end up on the freeway? Right, there's signs everywhere. I know how you accidentally end up in the lane to get on the freeway, but you should have time to get out of that lane. Yeah. Oh, it was she didn't very, notice it until she was on the freeway somehow. Yeah. And then they're dodging cars. All these things are coming up. A semi is like tailgating them because she won't drive fast <laughs> enough. And that's making them freak out more. Murray's like screaming too because he's like just trying to live. Because he's the older man who knows how to drive. <laughs> <laughs> and oh man, it was very funny. I just, that's what I mean. Like it was just, it was just goofy. It had these moments of just like really goofy stuff and just really played into it and went balls to the wall with it. And I really thought that was really funny. Well, I want to talk about how Cher finds out that Christian is gay. Murray's little soliloquy while they're in the yeah. court. You know, that's like, that's kind of a big cultural moment. Right. Um, and she, he calls him a cake boy. But then he also says he's a disco dancing, Oscar Wilde reading, Streisand ticket holding friend of Dorothy. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's gay. And I want to know, do you know what friend of Dorothy means? I'm a... No, I'm assuming Wizard of Oz, some kind of like, yeah, but you know how that means, but I don't know. No, they would gay men like would identify themselves as Judy's to be safe, to not publicly say that they were gay. Sure. Like, you know, in the time of Stonewall and pre Stonewall. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love that murray knows that yeah like how does that such inside baseball how does because the others are silly like disco dancing sure streisand sure but how does murray know what a friend of dorothy means is he a friend of murray so curious a friend of dorothy a friend of murray <laughs> <laughs> um what other scenes st- stood out to you uh let's see there what else was, did you love there was quite a bit like it was again it was funny i enjoyed with it in the goofiness and just kind of like because that's what i was telling sam too before we started it's like it, it's kind of like all of the humor of this is kind of based around like oh rich people problems in mm-hmm. a way and like yes, that was because yes. i was like her father's a lawyer who she says makes like 500 dollars an hour so like she got money and all these uh, you know and all of her friends do as well so it's you know that's so all of her problems and a lot of her humor is a lot of that things that you're just like, that's not a problem for anybody else right. in, the, in the world. But they do it and in a way that's not annoying. It's no, just silly. It's just silly. And that's what I mean. Like even what should be a very big and heavy thing about her is that her mom died, you know, when she was younger, but it's just flippantly passed off because she walks by a huge portrait of her mom in their house that's painted. And she just like, kind of like offhandedly says like, she just died in a bizarre accident during a routine liposuction. And you're like, <laughs> What? What? And calls her a Betty. Isn't she a Betty? <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of like, and it's just a throwaway. It's like sure joke. that could that could definitely happen, but it's just also just like she has. That this seems sweet, like a rich person problem. <laughs> she has this sweet thing where she says like sometimes I still talk to her painting, and she shows her that like she got a C in whatever class, and yeah, 
So it's pretty groovy, huh? Right. But then they don't talk. She doesn't talk about not having a mom ever again. It's just like yeah. one silly throwaway scene. But I think one of it the doesn't scenes... take itself seriously by any means. Exactly. One you of would the hope scenes... not, or it would be promoting sleeping with your ex stepbrother. That's true. <laughs> this and that blossom episode. I'm kind of concerned <laughs> about the 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 uh, the media yeah. you're taking in. <laughs> but uh, no, one of the other funny scenes that I was just like, "What's going on here?" is uh, Paul Rudd at one point while just having a conversation. I don't remember the conversation now. Oh, I think it's maybe when she's trying to convince him to be like her her driver because she has failed, like gotten tickets yeah, or something like that. Yeah, she has to go practice driving with somebody. And it can't be her friend Dion. It, right. it has it to be like to be an, adult. A, an adult licensed driver. And so, Which is also funny because he's only like 22 at this point. Right. Maybe. Yeah. And so like he's the person who then she's like begging him to do that and to fill in for him and stuff like that and to drive around with her. And while they're having this conversation, he's making a sandwich, but he pulls out a sandwich, two pieces of bread. Then he pulls out this huge like plastic container from the fridge that's just filled with loose cuts of meat. <laughs> It's like what would be at Subway in the little cooler. Yeah, yeah. but only big. huge. It's yeah. huge, just filled with cuts of meat. And he just like picks out one slice. I'm like, who does that? <laughs> Three to four slices, please. And then puts that on there. Then he mayos the piece of meat itself, <laughs> not the bread, the piece of meat. And then puts a, and then puts the other piece of bread on top. That's all it is. It's because you're not supposed to be paying attention to what he's doing. You're I supposed know, to be paying but attention I, to the conversation. But I did. It caught my eye. And then I saw it. And it's just so funny that it's like one of those things that like, yeah, that's a really silly way of, of making a sandwich. Could have been intentional for other people to be like, what is he doing? <laughs> like, how is he making the sandwich this way? I don't know if it was intentionally meant to be that funny, but it was very funny to me. I wonder if it's one of those things where it's hard to make a sandwich and act at the same time. Yeah. So they were like, it doesn't matter what you do. Just, just put slap things something together. together. <laughs> yeah. It didn't look like a very appealing sandwich. No, but no, that that part was very funny to me. Um, and you also thought it was funny that she has a computer software at the beginning that has her clothing inventory. But not just her clothing inventory. It's the same kind of thing. Like It's like a picture of her and yeah. then like the clothes go on it so she <laughs> like can a paper see. Doll. Yeah, it really is like that. And then later you see in her closet. And again, this is 95. So it's very funny to me that she has this very, I mean, it's because she takes fashion very seriously. I know. But like it's it's just funny. She has this one program that is like just to like do this. And then it's funny. That she, you see it later in her in the uh, in the movie that she opens her closet and all of her clothes are like on a on a rack system like what you would see at a dry, at cleaner. A dry cleaner. Yeah. A motorized rack that like moves it in front of the door so she doesn't even actually have to go into the closet because there's so much stuff. We all wanted it. <laughs> um, she also talks a lot about labels mm-hmm. she's wearing an alaya dress she's wearing a calvin klein dress she's wearing she's looking for her fred siegel shirt because it's her most um oh shoot what does she call it it's the shirt she wants to wear for her driving test yeah. because it her most capable looking shirt or something like that oh well and then too uh, in t- talking about like her clothes mentioning her like talking about her fashions but then also just like the like weird like lightness of it all she gets mugged after yeah. like going to a party, a gun. gunman points a gun at her he- at her face and like is telling her like lay down and she doesn't want to because it'll like mess up what she's wearing. Right. And but then again, she calls uh, Paul Rudd to come pick her up and says like got mugged with a gun and he seems unfazed by this. <laughs> like maybe and, this and she did too. normal for being in the valley in 95. Maybe it was, but she did too. She was completely unfazed. Yeah. She was just like, oh, that sucks. Gotta get new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> 
just like, what? It's very silly. It is silly. I love it so much. I love the silliness of it all. It is. Um, but what I wanted to talk about with the whole fashion thing is that um, at one point when she's looking at her clothes, uh, Supermodel plays a song called Supermodel. And then you also hear Fashion by David Bowie. Um, so I wanted to talk about the soundtrack. Sure. Because more than any other movie, this is one where if I hear any of these songs, I still picture the scenes from this movie. Fa- David Bowie fashion, I can picture that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, you hear when she's talking about how gross the boys in her school are, they play all the young dudes. Still, when I hear that song, I can picture those four guys, like exactly what they're wearing. Yeah. The funny bright colored vans hat the huge jinko jeans i can picture that exact scene anytime i hear that song um there's a handful of others kids in america yeah that plays at the beginning um what's the mighty mighty boss tones or the band at the party that's right, and you that's hear right. some of their songs live there's some radiohead and some tom york music um i think there's a beastie boys song even what, and who's the i'm just a girl oh gwen stefani, gwen stefani um, yes. you know her band. What yeah. are they called? No uh, doubt. No doubt. <laughs> uh, well, I can't believe you picked that out. Can we? And hold on, I got one oh, more. Okay. The all important rolling with my homies, Coolio. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, R.I.P. Coolio. Coolio. Um, which same thing, like, and you know that's like a more notable scene. But I hear that song and I still picture Jeremy Sisto leaning back, kicking his shoe off, hitting Brittany Murphy in the head, and she passes out, and then. <laughs> Him asking if she wants to come over and dance with him, and she does the little hand motion and sings, Rolling with my homies. And then she hears the song later in the cafe, and it makes her cry and bang her head on the table because <laughs> it was the song, even though she dated him for like literally a minute and a half. Yeah, it's very funny. So silly. Okay, sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say if anyone else who has seen this movie or seen the Mighty, Mighty Boss Tones in uh, concert, there's one dude who just seems... I don't think seems... we have any fans who have seen Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Okay, well, I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe there's a random <laughs> listener who's scrolling through their Apple podcasts and sees this show called Culture Catch-Up Season 2 about Clueless, and they're like, man, I'm going to listen to this. And I think you should just go look Here's up, my question. Go look up some YouTube clips of Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. In the clip, in the scene where they are performing at this, there's just a dude who just seems to be just moving around the, the stage dancing. Yeah. He's not even seeing... And he's not even really dancing. Oh, no, he's no. Just like, he's 90s, like... Hype ska man. music yeah. dancing and it's and so it's just like if you've seen them in in real life is that what he really does is this his know. only role we should look does he have a, a role what is he called in the band what's his role <laughs> i'm also, curious he kind of looked like chris kirkpatrick from in sync in the face a little mm, bit yeah um also can i tell you something about ska music sure you know that group in college where i met all my friends the music and entertainment committee yeah um, at one of the first meetings that we, I went to of that group, the like ice, and it was a pretty big group. The icebreaker at the beginning was something to the effect of like, what was the first kind of music you like that really had an impact on you, sure. I guess. And you know, the real answer at that point would have been like country because that's what I was raised listening to. But you know, in this room of like music snobs and people I wanted to impress and think I was cool. I didn't want to say country. Um, so I said, I ska, which also <laughs> was not untrue. I mean, yeah. Zach listened to a lot of ska music. There's a lot of ska Christian music. Right. That I was really into. I just rolled my eyes really big. <laughs> Who, um, who's your top? Who's your top ska Christian band? The OC Supertones. Nice. Duh. I nice. mean, that might be more like punk, not specifically ska, but it doesn't matter. Nobody listens to ska music anyway. Um, <laughs> and this one asshole 
who I won't say his name, but I'll tell you later. Okay. I just don't want to embarrass anyone who might listen because there is someone who might listen who <laughs> would. No. Not him specifically, but he was older. He was like one of the cool guys. Of course, wanted him to think I was cool. He made some dick offhand joke like, oh, well, ska, ska is your answer. You listened to ska music. That had an effect on you. You like ska. Just the douchiest, snobbiest <laughs> thing you've Yucking ever heard. Yum. And I could never get on board with that guy after that. What a dick. It's, you know, you know, it's, it's fun to like things and it's fun to not shit on things other people like. That's true. Douchebag. That's enough about the music. Um, I, oh, no, I caught the, I caught the Gwen Stefani song because the, it also played in Captain Marvel. The oh. I'm just a girl. Like during I mean, the fight scene. That song is huge, huge, huge. Hit. You should know it for sure. Oh, from I a million do. things I do. at this point. But just like in the two instances I could think of off the top of my head when watching the movie that I'd seen it of either Captain Marvel or this fits so much better in Clueless than Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah, wait, why is it in Captain Marvel? Because it's like Oh, is it a spoily? No, it's not a spoil. Oh. It's during a scene. It's but it's very much Is it a woman fighting? Yeah. And there it's a woman of woman it's, superhero it's fighting two on the nose and they're playing i'm just a girl yes oh, yes it's it was very on the nose and like okay i i know what you're trying to do here but i've like, never rolled my no. eyes so much than in this episode um you know something i forgot to tell you at the top you know how to things i hate about you is taming of the shrew yeah is that right is it taming of the yeah. shrew this is based on emma the jane austen oh, book see i've you know, seen like, emma loosely based i've seen gwyneth paltrow emma you have yeah why? Because my sisters loved Jane Austen growing oh. up. So oh, yeah. I didn't know it was Jane Austen specific. So did you get that vibe at all? Because I don't know anything I about not. Emma. I, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. Literally the only thing I know about Emma is that Clueless is always <laughs> facing <laughs> off of it. Very funny. Something I didn't catch as a kid, because how would I have, that I thought was really funny in this viewing. The was step the incest. Chat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I didn't catch that as a child again. As I said, <sighs> I wanted to fall in love like she fell in love. I know. Didn't bother me that it was with her ex-stepbrother for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If Paul Rudd was all of our ex-stepbrothers, maybe we would feel differently. That's true. Who knows? Um, no, I thought it was super funny that Travis, the stoner skateboard kid, Breckenmeyer, at the end, you you find out he's like he's reached clarity. He says he's more clear and he's performing better, like in all facets of life because he has entered a 12 step program for smoking pot. And he like gives away his bongs and stuff, which one was a normal bong. Are we teaching to teenagers that you go to a 12 step program for smoking weed? I mean, that's just the nineties response to the nineties dare response to any kind of drug. Well, yeah. Cause at the beginning when Brittany Murphy's character asks about pot, but doesn't say pot. She says herbal refreshment. And then she says something yeah. else. And Cher um, says, Ty, are you talking about drugs? Like it's life or death. Yeah. Well, even again, to bring it back up, Blossom, when they like talked about, because the one brother. Oh, that's true. And yeah. stuff. And like how that's treated. Dad it, finds it, a joint in the house. Yeah, yeah. And like how that's like, whoa. And it, now it's like, okay, everybody. This is all because of. Smoke this a joint and your, calm down. This is your brain on drugs commercials. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I did think that was pretty funny too. But I also have to craft, uh, give credit to his ingenuity that one of his bongs was in a empty honey bear. <laughs> Which was very funny. And the fact that I caught that. You did. 
and you and I said, "What well, huh, the honey? His old honey container was it was a bong?" And you were like, "What?" And we had to rewind. <laughs> yeah. I thought she because she picks the storyline doesn't matter, but right. she makes a face, and I thought the face was because he was donating his half used bottle of honey. And as you pointed out, no, no, it's nope. because he turned Another that bong. honey bear <laughs> to a bong. So silly. It is. The whole movie is like a perfect encapsulation of the '90s, right? And as we were talking about last night after we watched it, that's kind of because. A lot of the like standard '90s tropes came from this. Right. The as if and some of the fashion and you know started because of Clueless. There was all, as if is the only phrase I can think of right now. But there were other things that they said that you know. Well, and it's just like originated here. A cult, you know, it's just a cult. One of those like pop culture mile. Uh, I keep wanting to say milestones, but that's not yeah, the right like thing. Yeah, like a big moment. A big moment for pop culture things. In fact, like you even showed me that Donald Faison, like his daughter dressed up as as yeah. uh, Dion. Dion for Halloween. Stuff for Halloween this year, which is like really, granted he was in the movie, so but it's still cute. that it's like, it's enough. It's well, and there he was, and like everyone he knew. He was kind of dressed up as Murray too. He was yeah. like wearing the hat that like Murray wears. Yeah. So it's very fun. It was a very fun movie. I'm so glad you liked it. This is one that I would have been a little sad about if you. If I didn't. Yeah. I, no, it's 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 a perfect. It's like it's a great, great comedy, great characters. It all like it flowed really well together. It had a lot of like the like because even like the scene, like the freeway scene is felt random that it's just like all of a sudden they're on the freeway and it's like screaming their, their yeah. heads off and then like it's fine and it no, never addressed again. Right. Well, it, was, it kind of is the whole point to that. That plot is that they they Dion finally loses her virginity to Murray that oh, that's night true. because like they looked death in the face and now she felt like ready to have sex for the first time. That's true. Which also is very silly. Oh no, I don't think I knew that. That's what reminded me of that is because I know that that was the thing with Cher that she was wanting to do too and was thinking it was going to be with Christian. Uh, but I did like when he came <laughs> over for their date and yes, I noticed like, why is this guy dressing like he's in the rat pack? But you know, and then, uh, but then he brings over Tony Curtis movies and she says, he's really into Tony <laughs> Curtis. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> he brought Spartacus over 1960s, something Spartacus with Kirk Douglas and Tony Curtis. And that's what he wanted to watch on a date. And I was like, yeah, okay. And what did she call Spartacus? Um, Oh crap. That, cause that was really funny. I should have written it down. Sporadicus? Yes, yeah, Sporadicus. It was yes. <laughs> Yeah, because sporadic was her like word of the day earlier. That's in the right. Movie. And then she tries to like initiate things with Christian because they're laying on a bed by like trying to like put her Plain foot footsie. on top of his leg and all that. And he, she's like, You okay? She's like, My feet are cold. And he gets, <laughs> and he covers up, gets a pillow and puts it on top of her legs, like, there. Does everything he can <laughs> to avoid making out with her. She like rolls off the bed at one point yeah. trying to get his attention. It was very funny. Um, the sporadicus thing I thought was always thought was really funny. And also, um, in her debate, the first debate she has in debate class, she's talking about Haiti and she calls them Haitians instead of Haitians, right? which is so funny. And I'm sure everybody knows this cause I feel like you hear it anytime anybody talks about clueless, but, um, Alicia Silverstone didn't know how to pronounce that word and just read her lines as Hadians and no one corrected her and they used it in the movie. Because I mean, honestly, kind of mean, but also super funny and fitting. It fits. Yeah, super funny. I thought it was intentional until you told me that, and I was like, oh, okay, that Hadians. makes it so much funnier, but also that much more perfect. Yeah, very silly. Again, all very silly. Um, they did make a sequel to this and a TV show, and if I'm not mistaken. Dion and Amber are the only 
Same people in oh, wow. both of those. Yeah. Oh, same characters. Wallace Shawn might be in it. Yeah. Or the, or the female teacher he falls in love with. I can't remember. But yeah, a few of the smaller characters crossed over the show? to the... Um, not long after the movie, I don't think. Yeah, not long after the movie. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't know if this 96? was like... six. Oh, all right. I didn't... So does... Dion still played by Stacy Dash and yeah, that's what oh, I mean. Okay. Yeah, Stacy Dash okay, and the so this girl who played Amber. This wasn't like a like a recent thing, like with the oh, oh no, no, you no, did no. last summer mo- uh, show or the no. he's all that. Okay, where they were just like their characters were still brought over. Okay, and then they made a sequel at some point too that I also think both of those women were in, but Elise Silverstone was not in anything else after this. Not, I mean, you know, in the Clueless right canon. Um. Well, we. Obviously have to do who's hotter. Have to. It's tradition. Although we were talking about how weird it kind of feels now. And um, I don't, it just feels weird to me to pit people against each other. I don't know why. Especially when it's women. I have yeah. no problem being shallow <laughs> <laughs> about, about men. Dudes. For some reason it feels... I don't want to do that to ladies. I don't know. Um, and also, we don't have to do it here because the obvious answer is that Paul Rudd is always who's hottest. It, I mean, yeah. he's adorable in this movie. And did you notice that he does look significantly younger in this? Yes. The whole Paul Rudd is aging backward thing isn't as drastic as you think. It's not. It, it, it's if you were to put it like like Clueless and now up next to each other. Sure. Yeah. But I think like, of course, you he can, still looks you can compare him yes. like if you compared him in like five to ten year chunks. I'd, or probably five year chunks. Like, no, you're not going to notice no, much never. difference over time. But the like, but he looked like a baby in now, this. Yeah, he really did. So cute. Yeah. And of course now smoking hot. Yeah. He's probably got a slamming bod because he's playing Ant-Man yeah. or whatever. It's true. Does he? Yeah. In that tight little package. Toy. <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. It was great. It's very funny. I would highly recommend watching it again, although it's nowhere to stream unless you have Paramount. Fortunately, we had a DVD? Yeah, we watched this on DVD. You can believe it. <laughs> we don't do that much anymore. Nope. Well, Jarrett's now caught up on the culture that is clueless. Hit us up on Instagram at catchupculture to let us know, you know, the last time you watched Clueless and what you think of it. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week.